This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always is Dave. Dave, it is a special day today because it is our favorite made-up holiday. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I only kind of found out about it today, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it gets our favorite for this podcast. Alone. Absolutely, absolutely. Because it it when we are recording this, it is World Book Day, which is the day that uh, that has been appointed by someone. I'm not I'm entirely not entirely sure whom, but uh, it has been it has been appointed as the day to celebrate um, the rec and rec- celebrate recognize and promote the benefits of reading publishing and of course copyrights most importantly of all <laughs> yeah that, that's a small so, thing it's so, it's you know so read books promote reading books don't steal books okay all right no so plagiarism. Is this just uh reading is good is that the tagline reading um, is good reading is so good. why this do you know why this day was was chosen no, please educate me and our audience. I will. I will. It's because several prominent authors were either born or died on April 23rd. So, William Shakespeare died on April 23rd. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, and Maurice, uh, Maurice Druin was born on April 23rd, as, just as a couple of examples. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's that's those, the day. Those two people. I mean, I would think Shakespeare would like be the impetus for it, but yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple other ones, but honestly, I don't, and I'm not entirely confident enough in pronouncing their names. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So. That's good. So, the, was this started in the United States? And of course, we would say world because kind of like the World Series of baseball, <laughs> when there's really only two countries that are part of. That World Series. When in reality, it's ninety five percent in the United States and lovely Toronto. Uh, that's right. That's right. So no, that it was. Okay. It was not. It oh, it was, started outside of. Yeah, it's actually a UN initiative, and oh, cool. um, it is the United Nations Education, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. It was started in nineteen ninety five, um, and announced into being. At the at UNESCO's general conference, which was held in Paris that year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So there we go. What what do we do with it? We 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 just keep talking about books, right? I mean, this is our day. This This is is our day. Do we have a cake? Um, There might be a sheet cake involved later. But that's kind of disappointing because sheet cake's not very good. It's not. No. No. It's it's just a lot. Okay, I'm more of a carrot cake kind of guy. Why, why do you like carrot cake? Explain this. Because it's to healthy. Me. It has carrot in it. Healthy. <laughs> it, has a, it has a buttload of sugar in it too. Well, but it has carrot in it, so it must be good. There you go. Yeah. Well, you don't wear glasses, so clearly it's working for you. And yeah, I'm clearly <laughs> not eating enough carrot cake. <laughs> well, there, well, there you go. All right. Well, we. Uh, 
a toast, a slice to books. Uh, yes. How about that on this World Book Day? Kudos. Um, <laughs> or at least when we record this. I That's should right. Say. Sorry for those on That's whenever. Right. Look, next week. it's always World Book Day somewhere. In our hearts, every day is World Book Day. Every day. Every, every day. day. I like All your right. thinking. Okay. But uh, mm. but speaking of other things, what's going what's going on, Dave? Well, I am fully vaccinated now. Uh, I feel like I'm a new man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, you know, I'm kind of worried, you know, things may, you know, change inside of me to the point where I, this is like the beginning of the story. Everything seems calm. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Everyone's going about their normal day. And then all of a sudden... It's not what really I dark. thought it was. Things get really dark. Yeah, right? you suddenly develop um, an insatiable desire for Microsoft products, right? That's one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does you, or does your cell phone coverage improve? I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> There are many in my employer who are asked to use one type of software or mm. products and most who use other things maybe behind the scenes. That's all I'm going to say. Other things because that's what they're used to and it works well for them. Enough said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I feel pretty good after the second one so far. Good. But everyone says tonight I will... Uh, uh, even even uh, Richard Harbison listening right now. Yep. Richard tweeted telling me, yep, beware tonight. You're probably not going to feel awesome. And yeah. that's what people keep telling me. So, yeah, I'll let you, you know, know, you'll feel you'll feel kind of garbagey for about 12, 14 hours mm-hmm. and it'll be OK. OK. All right. All right feel garbagey like i just read a terrible book for 12 to 14 hours is that, is that i what mean it is? whatever that one that you picked up okay. at dollar general on the way home oh that's right yeah okay all right <laughs> all right um well i'm uh yeah so but but then again i uh immediately thought of this is when i i, I texted aaron and yes in our extensive show prep i <laughs> i'm leaving being vaccinated i think that's my email you were texted you saying Hey, let's talk about what happens when things go wrong, mm. right? And it's one of our uh, an amusing genre that we like. And is it a genre? What is it? I mean, it's dystopian nightmare stuff, post-apocalyptic okay. fiction. So yeah, okay. it counts as its own genre. Okay, all right. So we are talking about books that are around the topic of zombies. Or, and, well, we can go well, broader than that. Well, we can. That's fine. But but I really think like that's where it gets amusing. It's yeah, you're right. It's zombies, or you're right. Post-apocalyptic fiction. We have talked about this a little bit before. We have. Now, if we broaden it into more, then we talk talk about Station Eleven or whatever that is, which I really enjoyed. That's mm-hmm. a, probably a better uh, example of of what could happen <laughs> if. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a if a virus wiped out the majority of the population but i think it's still it, too soon for that dave it's too, still too, too soon and uh the, the, the that second shot for us is is preventing that hopefully um or preventing us from being flesh-eating um walking dead so there you go <laughs> either way all right it makes for a great story but why do we like these things why are we so this is what we need to explore why are we so sick that we enjoy these types of stories that are really about the end of the world 
mm-hmm. and or or society collapsing. And I'm I've said this before. I'm fascinated with stories that are around what if, what would mm-hmm. society, how would society respond if it were in the middle of collapsing? And it's kind of like you test everyone when they're when they're on the brink. What are the good and possibly terrible things that they would do in response? And that means mm-hmm. from a government perspective, from a global perspective, and then from an individual perspective. And I will say this: I like the ones that fit, that are in this genre, whether it's zombie or just something else. Uh, uh, it is getting down to the personal storytelling. Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about the road or Station Eleven or or uh, one second after we've talked about that last mm-hmm. year i love it because it really just hones in on a very simple relationship we talked about it last yeah. week too about uh you know things like stories like interstellar like at the end of the day it's about a, a father-daughter dynamic that's what it is yeah uh, they kind of forget about the son dynamic that's a whole nother thing. yeah <laughs> but, totally totally but but like, that's what makes those so interesting because you got this big issue happening but at the end of the day it has to be personal for people yeah so. well and i think that's I, I think that really gets to the heart right away of i mean there's two ways that we could go with this. One is in terms of the in terms of very basic answer for why do we like stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of answered that already in your question and by saying, you know, what why are we, what what is what is it that makes us so sick of why are we such sick people that we enjoy this kind of stuff and it's like, well, cuz we're kind of sick people. But um <laughs> Just, I've just always liked this genre. I mean, even when I in <laughs> movies and books, all that. I just, I think it's, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, I think it's, it, it, it's the same thing you get in um, a war story. You, you put, you push people to the brink. I, I think there's something, and then they have to react. Mm-hmm. So, what does that look like from a civilian perspective, a military perspective, a political perspective? People, some rise up to do amazing things. Yeah. Many respond with very terrible things. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and even, even people you would never expect to do that. I think that's what's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's so the second side of it here. So, that's the one side. The second side of it, though, I think is a little bit more honest, which is that we really want, like, we like these kind of stories because they allow us to engage with with bigger questions about identity. What what are people? What are we made of? What does it what really matters? So, I mean, you think about um you think about the the Walking Dead comic book series, for example. So much of that book is has nothing to do with all those zombies and stuff like that are always present in it, um which is and which is honestly a big reason why I don't read it. Um, but what I have read of it, it has really been about what happens to society and how does, and how does humanity recover? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The whole um, moving on story as part yeah. of it is fascinating. It's like when things suddenly become, it's not normal. It's just, they it stabilizes. Yeah. And that could yeah. mean, there's only 1% of the population left. It could mean in 2012, uh, what happens when they, well, I, uh, yeah, we can ruin that. It's been almost 10 years, right? It's fine. Since 2012. It's okay. 
yeah what I, i'm also fascinated like huh, what does life looks like once they uh um once they uh hit land you know uh, mm-hmm. once they get back to land and the earth is settled again that's yeah. interesting to me what well, um uh, what happens to truman burbank once he leaves the set mm-hmm. that's another you know but we're not meant to know you know and yeah what happens at the end of interstellar when he goes out again you know you know the the the, the film is resolved but it leaves something open or like what what could be after that mm-hmm. and I, I like the open-endedness of it but uh i i still i don't know you play the what if games in your head about everyday situations all the time why not look mm-hmm. at a grander scale that will help inform how you would respond to everyday situations right yeah um i don't know i don't know how you feel too as a i don't know if, uh, for the ladies listening i'm curious how you you think about these things but men we have a terrible way we replay situations in our head ah, i would have reacted this way i should have done this you know i should have done that mm-hmm. And we kind of dwell on that for a while, not in like a super regretful way, but a thing we just were always kind of second guessing ourselves in that. Well, we're always just trying to re- replay the the story until we get to a point where we can be the hero in it. <laughs> wow, you just man, you're, you're, that's you, that knife just went straight into the Sorry, heart there. It's, no, it's, it's what we all do. That's a good point, man. God, I mean, how many times have you had a, had how many how many times have you? Um, had the hypothetical conversation argument, you know, with your boss in, you know, as you're, as you're getting ready for work and regardless of where you've worked in the past, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've all done this. Um, there was, um, just a comment that, uh, I think it was Don Carson made this comment a while ago during uh, like a long time ago in a, in a conference message, yeah. uh, back when I actually went into the conference sessions, um, <laughs> occasionally at yeah. these things instead of just working in the booth and then going and talking to my friends after. But, um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure the, but he said something about, he said something to the equivalent of, you know, he's like, I've lost, I've lost plenty of arguments, but I've never lost a rerun. Interesting. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Hmm. Never lost a rerun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would like to say that I, uh, when you say making ourselves the hero, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone responds a little bit differently to that. I don't, I, I guess I, I yeah. If, if Aaron, you're my therapist here, I probably do do that. Um, I like to think I don't. I think it's more like an understanding, or how do I, how do I not make that mistake again? Mm-hmm. I, I do that a lot. How do I, how do I avoid that mistake again? If that's if if something was not like a pleasant conversation or something, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean that's it's fair. Yeah. It's absolutely fair. So, yeah. hmm. do you, do you think that there is a, I mean, aside from just the the perverse entertainment aspect of of the post apocalyptic genre, um, and those kind of stories, do you think that there's part of it that it's like there is something inside of us that's trying to say, okay, if if this happens, then I am prepared for. Hmm. There is by reading a that. fictional book about it. So there was uh, 
there was a, a guy I used to work with. I don't know if you ever knew. Yeah, it was he left before you came on. He would um, ask an interview question to people. I was never in. This was just repeated to me. Uh, he would ask the person, when the zombie apocalypse happens. <laughs> he would start it out that way. Um, what kind of skills would you bring to the group? Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and he was that type of kind of, he's got a little bit of a scary personality. Uh, you know, he's definitely bearded up, big dude. Um, he would say that with a serious face. I'm sure people would chuckle, especially if they knew him. But if someone didn't know him, they'd be like, what in the world? Um, but but I, I also am like, hmm, what would I bring? I probably wouldn't help much. You know, I, I, I look at my strengths finder and I, not a lot goes to wielding weaponry um, or, uh, or as I was commenting the other day about almost uh, almost hit, or I should say almost being hit by a flying turkey mm -hmm. uh, as I was driving along the road. I mean, that counts as hunting. Right. Well, I mean, I was reminded pretty quickly that, oh, that happens all the time, you know, out hunting turkeys like, yeah, they fly. And I'm like, yeah, but I live in the city and, you know, I don't get out much. And uh, so in other words, uh, yeah, when that, if this apocalypse happens, I'm not going to make it long. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm cool with that. Um, that's fine. I, it doesn't look pleasant. I'd rather read about it and study it, mm -hmm. but I definitely don't prefer to live it. Well, sure. That's the same thing. It's like it's really interesting reading about. It's uh, uh, not a good example. I don't know. It's reading about tough times in history. I don't know whether it's a pl not a plague, but I don't know a, a war that's ravaged. You know, great stories come out of that. But I'm like, I don't. Doesn't mean I want to live through it. It yeah. just means I'm fascinated to. Uh, it's fascinating to study. Yeah, that's the difference. Uh, now, we as men in the uh to quote your favorite author john eldridge um mm. you know mm. <laughs> we desire adventure it is our way in a weird way we all want some sort of adventure it is true uh whether it works in that formula uh mm -hmm. of how he describes it I, I i do agree i think there's something else that absolutely wants that mm -hmm. so some of us I, that's why i enjoy a fun escape in a book um, I don't believe that I, no, I, I put pressure on myself to make sure I'm having real life adventures. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will say this, the Ready Player One and Ready Player Two really explores that of what is real adventure versus um, virtual. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like people are a little confused playing video games today. I'm like, are they on an adventure? That's what they're selling to you. Yes. But is that a real adventure? Maybe an adventure in your head, but it's kind of like if all I did was sit and read books all day well then i'm i, I have to live life uh i mean gosh going back to hemingway hemingway a few weeks ago he gets his stories by living life i mean a wild life but that's how he gets his stories you, mm -hmm. you can't argue he didn't live an adventurous life uh, another good example is in the movie goodwill hunting remember he's talking about him all these places that he's been or all these people that he quotes and uh of where he kind of gets a kick out of things and he starts quoting or he starts listing people he gets his his adventure and things he's like that's great they're all dead who are your real friends who are you yeah. what does what your real adventure look like where have you been and he realizes he's never been anywhere he's never been vulnerable enough to realize oh i need to 
go out on true adventure. So I know, again, we're talking about post-apocalyptic fiction here, but I do think that's worth acknowledging whenever we're reading any sort of mm -hmm. adventure story. I read these as, as adventure stories, but you're, you make a really good point. Like, what does it reveal about what we want as an individual today in mm -hmm. the present? And I absolutely agree. I question like, huh, how will this help me? How will this stir me into action in whatever I'm trying to do? Yeah. Um, and and that, that's what good fiction does too. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's post-apocalyptic or not. I think that challenges us to put our imagination to work to do something with that. I love that. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's the thing that, that we read it because we don't have that. Hmm. Uh, because, I mean, right now in modern American culture, how have we set up our lives? Well, it's around comfort. It's around in comfort our own, and for entertainment, especially in a year of COVID. It's been emphasized even more that, yeah, you don't need to go anywhere to have your adventure. Just stay here and we can go in the grocery store is your greatest adventure. Well, yeah, and it is. Um, <laughs> it used to be kind of fun to me. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, no, that's a, no, you're, you're right. Our, our culture has, has certainly done that. I, I, I am excited to travel again uh, and, and without it being so uncomfortable. Like I have traveled a little bit in mm -hmm. COVID and it's not comfortable. It's not that fun. Yeah. Um, even going to an amusement park, I, 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 we did have fun. It's been a month or so, but oh man, masks, everything, crowds, the protocols, all these things. Like mm -hmm. you kind of have lost a little bit of your freedom to be yourself. Uh, and that's no one's, it's just situational where we are um yeah there's it's hard to figure out sometimes where you are in that story to where you're called into action like a like a character in a story um i've realized satan's enemy is absolutely comfort and mm -hmm. he wants to put us in the sidelines of life mm -hmm. right and aaron i'll compliment you you're writing and being vulnerable and and doing things and again i i i, I know i haven't got my pre-order pre-order button yet on the tell all but i'm gonna get there mm -hmm. but you in writing that's part of it it's part of being vulnerable that's one way i know for you as a friend that it's important for you always to be doing that to challenge yourself to put yourself out there it scares me to death do i have things mm -hmm. i want to say and write absolutely if i'm really honest with myself i'm not a writer because i'm too scared mm -hmm. that's re that's there's my <laughs> My vulnerability coming out. I'm just too scared about how people would react. That's it. Yeah. Could I write something tomorrow? Absolutely. Would it be garbage? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Only with that attitude, Dave. I'm sure it would be great. It would probably be great. But um, so I, I applaud you because I would argue you are living um, the adventure God's called you to. So mine may take a little bit longer in terms of that type of scenario. Um but, you know, we all have to do it. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, we've talked about job changes and things like that, too. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was leaving a, a comfort zone uh, of where I was. That's yeah. I'm not reflecting on where I was. And I realized I need to, uh, I'm so glad to do it. But, man, it's hard. It's hard when you put yourself out there <laughs> and uh, yeah. from a work perspective, too. And um, But I, I love it. I think it's part of what makes you come alive. And so I don't know, going back to books again, I love, 
what this genre does to help me think about how would I react? How do I prepare for these things? Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, these characters are called into action. So they're living uh, for better or worse, even though it's under very difficult circumstances. Um, I love it. And they're not all the typical gung-ho hero either. They're just, that, I think that's what I, I like about them. Sometimes you're right. You've got a World War Z Brad Pitt-like character out there. I Man, he's take charge. He's taking incredible risks. So that's the Hollywood version of that story. I think Station Eleven is probably a better version of that. Mm -hmm. uh, of what does it take to inspire people in a time like that? Continue on doing Shakespeare, traveling around, and even though there are crazy people still out there, yeah. But that's a way to do it. That probably is a more likely way, a courageous way of living under a very difficult circumstance. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. I, 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 I love the, I love the exploration of the genres when they can do that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great, man. I think that is. I think I think that's probably a good place for us to yeah. to, to a good note yeah. for us to end that part Absolutely. of our conversation yeah. on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can't add anything better to that. You said it so well. So thanks, Dave. Good no, job. That's, that's what I'm here for. There you go. You did. I, I did. I didn't phone this one in. Literally. No, well, so. no, not this time. You're no. although you are on your uh, your headphone mic and. I am. I am. It's it's a it's post COVID shot work from home day for me. That's not right. going to the office. So yeah, there you go. I forgot the microphone. I'm very sorry to our That's okay. listeners. That's okay. So, but now they'll understand why when they hear some, when when they hear it. So it's, is it it's, is it that bad? Uh no. Just there's a couple of times when your when your mic hits your button on your shirt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's not the end sorry. of the world. Okay. All right. It's All right. Not the end of the world. It's uh, not like it's Brandon Smith's beard. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Well, that thing, boy, you can brew tea with that uh, that beard. Um, and how? Aaron, yeah, yeah, that's true. Aaron, what are you reading right now? Well, uh, I'm slowly working my way through a few different books. Um, one of which, of course, is the Multi-Directional Leader by Trevin Wax, yeah, and um, it is uh, it was one of the freebies at uh, at the Gospel Coalition conference and so that was fun um i have on my phone as an audiobook that i'm about halfway through a swim in a pond in the rain by george saunders so this was something that uh pete peterson recommended yeah uh, it was and what its deal is is it is a book that is um really an examination of of several Russian short stories huh. and mm -hmm. um, and all obviously translated into English. They're all read by different different um, American actors. And mm. so one of them is read read by Nick Offerman. One is <laughs> one is read by uh, Felicia Rashad from uh, the Cosby show. Oh, um, funny. And, and a bunch of stuff like that. But what he does is he like they he does an analysis of them and is basically helping the listener um, and his students because it's based on his coursework that he, that he teaches as a professor, what actually makes good writing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And well, specifically I, good storytelling. Sure. 
So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's there. And one of those things is, is, uh, one of those big things that he shared a little bit of his own writing journey and how he was trying to do, um, he was trying to do certain things as a writer and it just was not working. And it wasn't until he, and it ultimately was because it wasn't, he wasn't writing things that he was connecting with mm-hmm. that would cause other people to connect with them as well. Um, I always wonder with writers if, uh, if kind of when, when they realize these things, you know, in their careers, you know, when they need to kind of make a pivot and you can sense their writing gets better because of that. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to pass by. I'm just adding it reading yeah. bird by bird by Anne Lamont right now. And I've, uh, I, I bought it years ago. Just hadn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the most entertaining, uh, you know, books on writing. Yeah, so. you shared a really good quote from that actually on mm-hmm. uh, on your social medias the other day. Uh, <laughs> and what was that quote, Dave? Can you find? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, right. it's uh, yeah, it it is. Uh, it was my amusing way of reminding people about my tell-all book yet again. Yeah, so, it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, while so. you're looking that up, um, going back to the 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 pivot and honesty in writing and and being and wanting to write things that really connect, uh, Lori Ferguson Wilbert shared yeah. something on her on her social medias recently that. Uh, I, I found really helpful and and encouraging that she actually chose to post it at all hmm. because she's working on a book right now mm-hmm. and sure. um, she was talking about the basically the really awkward tense relationship between the writer the the publisher and the audience yeah. that uh, or the consumer yeah and just that it's like the publisher has certain expectations <clears throat> and the customer has certain expectations and both need to understand that writers are not content mills mm-hmm. that they, yeah. that good writing only comes from things that connect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, well, and it's, it's, it's true. It's authentic yeah. on top yeah. of that. Yeah. absolutely. And, and so I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out based on the conversations that you and I have had so far with, hmm. uh, with the editor on my book, Elliot Ritzma. Yeah. Um, because that's what he's been, that's, that's where his feedback has been is, is making sure that whatever we do, it connects well with the audience and make sure that it feels right. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I like that. That's, that's not something that you hear all the time. Oh no. I, I I'm, I'm grateful. He's given you that guidance and, and challenge in it too. That, that is a, a craft when you're looking at your, you know, you're editing stories, you know, yeah. every day essentially. And he can, he can spot that. And considering the memoir quality of, of your book, um, he, he's, it's going to be really helpful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. I found the quote. Okay. Do it. All right. Anne Lamott bird by bird. You own everything that happened to you. Tell your stories. If people wanted you to write warmly about them, they should have behaved better. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that is a, it's a good one to end on the right, gut there. right yeah. there. Right there. Yep. I know. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I, 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 I read that in the music. There's so many great quotes in it. Um, yeah. She, uh, she just, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people recommend all these other books by her as well. And I've read Traveling Mercies and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't read one of her later ones, but it's, uh, but yeah, just very honest. And you, that's that type of person who's like, hey, here, here's who I am for better or worse. And um, clearly she's influenced by a lot of different types of writers, you know, mm-hmm. certainly those within the evangelical sphere, those from more of a secular zone too. And um, mm-hmm. I, to me, I think it makes it more interesting. That's why she's, I don't know many people who write in that intersection. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it's usually like really far one way or another. And it's and, and there, those are actually easier ones to read in context. You just know exactly where they're coming from. Whereas I look at her, I'm like, wow, she lived a tough life. It's been through a lot. And mm-hmm. that's part of what's made her a better writer too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of more structural books that are can help someone out, but a really funny memoir. So yeah. Yeah, highly sure. recommend. Yeah, I dig it. Well, I'm looking forward to getting into that at some point in the future. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but, you know, after I get a few other things done first. A few other things. Well, we'll go back to this. That's Happy right. World Book Day, everyone. Happy World Book Day. And post you want, World Book Day. Yes, post as you. Yeah, but we'll, we'll keep celebrating on Monday. Or That's Tuesday right. Because every day, again, every day is World Book Day for us. Yeah. And uh, may your Monday find you not in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. Yes. There you go. All right. So, Dave, great, great chatting. Listeners, you know what to do. Five stars, ratings, reviews all around. Uh, we could use some love because we're feeling a little down today. So, we'll talk to you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.